The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with uh, Weekend Gardener, Mike Riley here, along with Rufus Edmonston and uh, my buddy Johnny Coley from the Person Granville County Extension Services. And you're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. We uh, need to go. We've, they've been waiting a while. Jason in Lewisburg. Jason, good morning. Fine. How can we help you, Jason? How's everything in Lewisburg this morning? Uh, a little cloudy. Yeah. Uh, I like to grow gourds, and uh, for several years I've had trouble. After they germinate and they sprout, they look as healthy as could be, and then within a matter of days uh, something attacks the stalk uh, of the tiny little uh, plant. And somebody said it might be a squash borer or squash beetle. Any idea what that is or what to do? Uh, um, I'm not a, I don't know a lot about gourds, but they are, and I think in the cucurbits, which would make sense for the squash borer to right. get in those. Um, and that is a tough one, um, because uh, uh, unfortunately, once the squash borer is in there, it's it's not really um, a good treatment for it. If it, I think they usually go right in near the base. I've heard of people actually, um, and I think Nelson's mentioned she. She puts aluminum foil right at the base of the plant, up a little bit from it, you know, yeah. um, to keep them from being able to bore in. Um, I've heard people putting dipel or, or uh, bacillus thuringiensis, uh, something with that active ingredient around the plants, and um, that that'll that'll get the larvae sometime. Um, but that one is a if it is a squash borer, that's that is a difficult one to. Yeah, I've tried the, the aluminum foil, but it's a little hard to do. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the plant is so tender at that point, but uh, I've heard that recommended. And, um, but it's frustrating. I mean, they, they look like they're going to be so healthy, and then you, you, you come back the next day, and they're uh, wilting, and you can see a little uh, a little hole in the, in the stem. side of the stalk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that is, that, that most likely is a squash borer. So, yeah, you know, putting the... Um, Bacillus thuringiensis around the the base of it, you know, it's, it's a powder. Uh, you can get it in liquid form, but it's uh, do a powder just just um, you know cover around the the base of it that uh, might help with control too. It, okay, what's a, the name of the product? Um, well, the active ingredient BT, uh, big uh, capital B, little T is how you uh, it's it's seen a lot of times. But Bacillus thuringiensis and um, oh, okay. I would be testing my spelling skills uh, to spell it for you this morning, but <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. <laughs> um, but Dipel is is a, a brand name that uh, can that has that in it. But 
Thyroside. I think there's another one called Thyroside. Um, Fertilome, I believe, has a product called Thyroside that has has that active ingredient. That's that's a liquid actually. But um, yeah, I, I would probably do the powder because it is a contact, so it has to come in contact with yeah. the bore. Right. So is it D I P E L? D I P E L. Yes, sir. Okay. Super. Thank you so much. I was just uh, just looking online, and uh, there is a the Gourd Society has uh, tips on growing gourds. Now I'm not positive that it would have anything. Gourd enemies. Uh, I don't see anything there, but uh, you may check that out. I, I just googled. Sure squash boars in gourds in north carolina and you may find there may be something from the extension service or a uh, gourd society that would would help you with that yeah 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 look up look under ncsu um uh squash boar extension or ncsu extension squash boar and i think there is a publication there it's it, it's a moth that lays eggs and then of course yeah. the, the larvae hatches out and the moth the moth right. is actually fairly attractive moth but <laughs> no i've never seen this word but it's a c-u-c-u-r-b-i-t cucurbit, cucurbit. pests in the garden yeah. is an article yeah. from the caldwell county extension service and it's talking about squash boar squash vine boars yeah. yes. so i'm not sure if it did it mentioned squash. I don't know yeah, that it squash mentioned. Squash is definitely in that family. In that same, yeah, cucurbit family. So that would, yeah. that would oh. never run across that in all my years of doing this show. Mm. All right. Well, uh, Jason, I hope that helps you. And um, please call us back. Jason, what what do you do with your gourds? Well, we dry them out. Actually, we've had a family party for about uh, 10 years in the fall. And uh, the kids decorate them. And it's uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah, you can do all kinds of things. The, yeah, the Gourd Society out. have uh, they used to have a sale, uh, at least to have a craft sale at different places. Maybe at the farmers market. Uh, yeah. We'll have to ask Monica. She's on the line. Used to have a dipper. Used to have a water dipper made out of a gourd. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. got Martin houses. Yeah, was, Martin houses. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're quite amazing. I mean, there's so many different varieties. I know they are. Uh, you can really get your uh, artistic creativity going. Yeah. No. I haven't eaten a gourd, but uh, no, never had a gourd. You know, make a gourd pie. I've been called gourd head. <laughs> well, that, that's a, by an opponent. Oh yes. Well, that's great. That's just wonderful. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Thank you, Jason. Okay, thank you. Bye. And uh, William, the air traffic controller in Beaufort. Uh, William, are you on your way to work this morning, or? Yeah. Good morning, guys. From Hawkers Island this morning. Oh, are you doing some fishing? Well, no. Went down to a little grocery store down here called Lookout Grocery. They make the best homemade chicken salad and uh, pimento cheese. Uh, these little old ladies on the island make it. Oh fresh, my so goodness! Make a weekly trip down there to get some uh, homemade chicken. What's salad. the name of the What's the name of the place? Uh, Lookout Grocery. Lookout Grocery. Yeah, it's right there on the way to Harker's Island. You turn left, go to Steeler Island, then you turn right, and then to go to Marshallburg. It's right in the right in the intersection there. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, you're right. Uh, you're right in the uh, hinterlands. Yeah, they they call it down east, way down east. It is way down east. I'm telling you. Well, what what county is Marshallburg in, William? It's, I, it's Carteret. It's in the 
Carteret, yeah. yeah. Carteret's a big, big county. It, it goes from the edge of Swansboro all the way out to Cedar Island. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I called this morning. My neighbor's got some moles and voles, uh, four houses down, fortunately he's away from me. Uh, and I was trying to get advice on him. I told him the only thing I know to do is to stop the food source. Uh, down here, we don't have Japanese beetle grubs. We have the moth grubs. Well, the only way you stop the, the food source for voles is to have no plants yeah yeah but, uh, but yeah. the moles are like grubs yeah they're more could, yeah well they're they're omnivores but they they their diet is mainly um yeah worms yeah, earthworms think, they do like earthworms, i think they're i think they're they're uh, moles because they're a little bigger than the vole one one yeah vole. and they're they're just a, a handful of it's just a family of of moles yeah they're very yeah. territorial and, yeah so they're not many of them uh, you can trap them uh, you can, yeah. The I must garden repellent. I must garden repellent. Um, but the the trapping is probably your best um, mode of action. And as Mike said, they're they're territorial. So usually it looks like you have fifteen or twenty, but it's usually only two or three. Um, two or three. You, so you yeah. catch the steel traps out to, to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kill traps and um and try to try to find an active tunnel. Um, but I, if they I, don't want to kill them, they can. Can certainly use uh, the Imus Garden yeah, repellent. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, the the folks from Logan's and Campbell Road and and uh, the Garden Hut uh, all swear by Imus Garden products, and you can't get better I'm, testimonials than with yeah, them. Yeah, uh, I know the voles. You can use the same thing put around the plants, keep them out from uh, mm-hmm. eating your roots and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and by keeping mulch away from your plants, that helps with vole control too because that lets predators um voles don't like to get out into the light um and and be exposed to predators so if you can keep the mulch from right around the plant that'll yeah. that'll help now miss ann used to to find the vole holes which are pretty easy to find and then she would put a mouse trap with some mm-hmm. like a piece of apple or something and put it, uh the pot put the right beside the hole and put a pot over that yeah. And uh, so Miss Ann would could uh, get voles all day long. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So if you're patient, like Miss Ann, you can yeah you can find those active tunnels. That's the, right. that's the trick. And the voles, I often use the mole tunnels to to get to the plants. So, um, but that yeah uh, moles, I, I try to advocate for moles when I can because I actually aerate the soil and they get rid of grub. You know. Uh, I get rid of the beetle larvae. Um, right. So <laughs> if you have a warm season grass, however, you really see the really see the tunnels. You can really yeah, see that's where that's the everything down here is warm season. Right. So it, it, it's right certainly more uh, certainly more noticeable. Yeah. Well, William, uh, always great hearing from you, buddy. I hope that helps. Yeah, I was going to tell you the uh, atmospheric conditions must be right. I'm picking six eighty up loud and clear. Good, 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 yeah. Well, are you still doing some uh, part-time air traffic controlling, William? Yeah, I still got to go into work today at 2 o'clock, but the winds of gusting 40 to 50 knots. It's not going to be too busy today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's right. That's rounded. Yep. It'll blow those airplanes to another airport, won't it? Yeah, they put everything in the hangars last night. I guess you know, they're expecting high winds, so yeah. things put in the hangars. Yeah, that'd be tough. Well, we're always good hearing from you, buddy. All right. Y'all guys have a great weekend. You Go too. Thank you. Tell more people to listen to us in Beaufort now.
I, I sure will. All right, now. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Miss Monica, you all right this morning? Hey, uh-huh. hey, Monica. Hey. Hey. Good morning. We Good didn't morning. hear you at first. I'm sorry. I'm kind of running around, but I'm here. <laughs> did you just close the door in your car? I, I, I did. I'm out running around the market right now. So. Oh, okay. Well, don't <laughs> run. Don't want. Just relax. This is. I know, right? We're all relaxed on this show, and I want you to settle down. There you go. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sure that uh, things are, are busy or are going to be busy. How did the craft fair go? I thought it went really well, um, considering the weather and everything that we had that weekend. I thought it went really well. And um, we had lots of crafts, lots of really um, unique vendors that came in with some beautiful handmade crafts. And everybody was thrilled to be here and glad that we had as good weather as we it, I guess, and I tell you, today's trying to be another challenging day with the storms that are coming through this morning. So we're trying to make sure everything's anchored down and um, and everybody's kind of got all their products so they won't be flying away this morning. Now, Rufus was mentioning something at the first of the program. I'm sure that y'all are are very cognizant of is Dreamville. Oh yes, the concert. Um, and what about uh, traffic? What what, what routes uh, do you recommend? Uh, should people come in from uh, Avent Ferry and, and Centennial uh, Centennial, um, or probably yeah, probably coming in from I forty Lake Wheeler. Um, probably coming in that way would be the best suggestion. Oh, okay. If you're coming from South Saunders and cutting through Maywood. Uh-huh. That might would be another good suggestion to do. Um, right okay. now, everything's flowing really nicely out here. We've got good. a lot of vendors here, um, traffic coming in and out. Um, that's one of the things I was actually kind of running around helping make sure we had everything in place um, to, to help make sure we had good parking for our customers. And so that's what we're working on. And right now, there's there's no issues. Everyone's coming in and doing their shopping and I tell you, we've got a lot of beautiful strawberries that are coming in, um, fresh and local. They've got started really, really heavy this week. So you can come in and get those strawberries. We've got a lot of plants here. Um, So we're definitely looking a lot like spring out here. Um, Bedding plants, hanging baskets, herbs, shrubbery, trees. Um, We have a great selection of all those and, and vegetable plants. We do have a good selection of those. If you're looking to get an early start, um, you can come out and definitely grab what you're looking with that. Beautiful ferns down there. I've had a lot of people call them that were looking ferns for weddings and showers and that sort of thing, and they are here. So you can come and grab what you need and uh, stop around and support all of our local farmers. Wow. All those strawberries. I bet it smells good down there. Rufus, you going to go get some and make a strawberry pie? I am already. You can see. You should see me right now licking my lips. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, <clears throat> somebody this morning said they want to go by and get some ferns. And I said, well, maybe you better uh, get them, but don't hang them up this afternoon. That's uh, right. Sit, sit them in the garage. Unless you're going to babysit. Yeah. You, or you <laughs> want to do a little sales. swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be tough for that. So things are going to be blowing around into those big farmers' buildings. Monty, do, do you reckon that it would be. I never plant anything until the fourth week in April. 
Uh-huh. But I do want to get a head start this year on my peppers. And the the only problem about the Tabasco pepper, which is the favorite of my brother-in-law to make his knockoff Tabasco sauce, is it starts getting ripe about the time it frosts. And I'm trying to figure out a way to get a, a head start on, on my Tabasco peppers, Johnny. And would it, it, it would still be dangerous to put them out, wouldn't it? Oh, it's danger now. Yeah, definitely wouldn't want to do it now. And and two out of the uh, th- two out of the last three years, we've had a frost in May. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, sort of sort of crazy. But um, usually you would be safe till the end of April, uh, especially in this this area. But yeah, yeah, getting a head start on on some of those peppers that take a while to to, yeah. uh, to produce. Yeah, that's that's always good. Now, habanero, I mean, yeah, that that'll get dropped real early. Yeah, yeah. but the Tabasco pepper just about getting ready to yeah. get ripe at frost time yeah you could cover them you know you yeah. cover them up with the five, gallon, done that. five yeah. gallon bucket or, or row cover or something um just what anything to keep the frost off what else you got under the farmer's shed this morning there miss monica well we've got a lot of greens of course um still have those your turnips spinach kale that sort of thing arugula we also have um a, asparagus coming in now that's another um item that we started seeing just starting to come in really good for the spring is asparagus we still have wonderful north carolina mountain apples good variety of those apple cider sweet potatoes turnips collards um we have someone with their microgreens and of course the honey that's always a good thing to have on the pollen field days Mm -hmm. (laughs) that good local honey and uh, we actually have a beekeeper who's here that, um, you know, produces his own honey and is very knowledgeable. Um, even he's very helpful for somebody that may want to start their own beekeeping. So um, you can always stop by and visit with them and learn all you need to know about bees and, and their honey. I had uh, I had a request. I think we were talking about honeybees last week. I had a request from a listener to have a beekeeper on the show sometime mm-hmm. or oh. And we, um, I, I may be in contact with you because I know you know several mm-hmm. beekeepers. We had a, a, a lady on last year at the farmer's market, one of our shows, who was wonderful. She was just so knowledgeable. Uh, she might be a good candidate for that because she didn't seem shy a bit. So. Definitely. And, and Barry, that's here with Be Blessed Honey, he does a lot of educational um, classes, seminars. Mm-hmm. and really works with a lot of groups. So I know he would be interested if that's something that you would like sometime. He mm-hmm. would probably be happy to do that. Okay. Well, Uncle, last, I remember last week, too, we had quite a discussion about sourwood honey. Yeah, and yeah. That, and that mm-hmm. our department does not classify a specific brand of honey called sourwood. Is that true? Well, there is um, anyone who sells honey on a market um, through the, the Beekeepers Association and everything, there's actually an application they have to complete, and they have to specify if they are selling anything that is labeled sourwood, and then they would go through all the, the measures of um, getting the right inspection or whatever they would need to make sure everything is labeled properly. Um, and that is a question that I would probably... Um, defer to Barry and to get a little bit more clarification on that because I don't know all the details myself um, with that one, but I do know that there is specifications for the different types of honey that they have to go through. Yeah, right. and you have to make sure there aren't other ingredients 
put in yeah. that honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I, I made inquiry last week after the show and went to one of the vendors out there, and you have to specifically, uh, it was a little sign that said, ask for sourwood. And then that sourwood came from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that, Monica? I know that there are some that have it because we've gone through that process with the, the applications and everything. Um, but that's probably one of the vendors up in our market shop. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And up there, they can sell products that are outside of North Carolina. So that's probably where that came from. Well, we have a lot of sourwood uh, trees in this state, don't we? Mainly west. Oh, yeah. Mainly boy, west. Yeah. 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 So I'll get some more information on that, and we'll um, we'll get some. Yeah, because we'll we little... we talk about honey. I think we mention honey about every week. Well, so and for some people, sourwood is their favorite honey. That's right. Yeah, yeah. like me. Yeah. I don't know if it's the pollen count. I don't know what they test, but they do. They like Monica said. They well, I'm glad they tested. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, they do. The like I say, the um, beekeepers and the honey producers. Um, there's truly an application just for honey um, to be sold. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a little bit of a process. Um, I bet. But, yeah. So we have to keep up with that. So uh, what else you got out there this morning? Um, well, of course, if you um, go on up to our market shops, you can find our bakery with all the sourdough breads and cinnamon rolls and ice cream, fresh squeezed oranges and lemonades. We have um, all sorts of meats and cheeses um, spread all throughout the market shops from local farmers. That fresh seafood is in, and um, we have the jams and jellies, barbecue sauces, any kind that you can possibly think of. Um, we have all that inside our market shop. You can also find, of course, the market grill, um, which I know Rufus likes to stop by and grab one of his Rufus dogs that he's well known for. Oh, yes. And we do, yes, and the um, soap. We have someone in there doing um, a couple different vendors with a great selection of homemade soap bird houses and the list just goes on and on that's one of those places that's fun to stop by and just see what you might find from day to day um sometimes there's they feature different items and kind of like an old country store you walk through there and you see some things that you can't just find anywhere the old-fashioned bottled drink and i'll tell you easter is coming up and i would say you can probably fill up those easter baskets pretty easily if you um come and shop through the, the market shops and um grab some basket stuffers i believe you could make a beautiful easter basket full of north carolina products well i'm headed today for ash county cheese curds <laughs> they didn't have them last week and i, I have to have those as little nibble, nibblies yeah they are- yellow mouse in you don't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. i have some mouse tendencies. Turn into a mouse. <laughs> oh my goodness Hey, Monica, you got time to hang on uh, so we can do some news and then come back? Sure, that'll be fine. All right. I know you're running around, so I just want to make sure you're tied down. I'll just run around while you're on the news. Okay, we'll do that. (laughs) 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF, and we'll talk more with Monica, and we'll talk with Mark and Clayton coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 936. I wanted to pass this along. we got Miss Monica on, and we're going to get to um, 
going to get to Mark and Clayton uh, here in a minute, but uh, I wanted to, uh, if, I can, if I can remember my passcode on my phone here, uh, there we go. I need to mention that uh, we we had a caller from, from Caswell County that was asking about some algae in ponds, and uh, Charlie tells us that uh, the the caller should go to uh, go and talk to the folks at uh, the aquaculture folks at NC State. There are some pond algae that can be cleared by tossing a couple of pads of alfalfa hay in the pond. Ooh. And he says it's strange, but according to the guys at NC State, it works. Now, yeah. I asked you off the air. You hadn't heard of that. No, I haven't, I haven't heard of that. Now, you, you, know, you can fertilize your pond. I don't know what kind of nutrients are in alfalfa hay or whatnot, but um, you, know, you can fertilize your, your ponds and keep them in better health, You know, checking the pH and everything. But I'm, I'm not aware of the, the alfalfa. But there, you know, there is a good department over at NC State uh, that has that, – Do they have a website that you know of? They, they have a website, and I'm, but it's – it's not yeah, one that you would you would look under uh, maybe aquatic um, NCSU or NC State University um, extension uh, aquatics and that would probably pop up in a in a search engine. So um, and so they would have some some advice. I don't like I said I've never heard of the alfalfa being a control measure for uh, for that. Texas A and M has a good aquatic plant identification and management as well. Their extension uh, at Texas A and M. Uh, so you could you aquatic plants or aquatic weeds, uh, Texas A and M that gives a good uh, management. That's a good management site too um, for IDing different aquatic. Well, weeds. there is that is uh, there is aquaculture extension, but I don't know that that's consumer friendly. It's more yeah. I think for uh, yeah commercial um, industry, uh, and, a, and a lot of times that is the case. But there is uh, something called Meet Our Aquaculture Team. Yeah. And uh, so there are area extension agents who uh, you, you could contact. Yeah. It has their email address like um, like uh, Mike Frensco and uh, let's see, he's in Jones County, and Steve Gable in Joan County as a Haywood Haywood. But but I would. Uh, Google, let's see here, aquaculture.ces.ncsu.edu, and there's a thing that says that, and there that has a lot of stuff on aquaculture. So aquaculture.ces.ncsu.edu, and that that would help. I would sure confuse the horses and cattle. Thinking, well, sure making it hard for me to get a little, little alfalfa out there in the middle of the pond. Do <laughs> <laughs> some uh, water aerobics to get out there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ms. Monica, uh, we've talked about the, the mar- some of the market shops. Should we talk about all the market shops, everything's going on out there? Well, um, I think we covered most of it. I'm yeah. not sure if I'm missing 321 Coffee, though. That's one of the best places to stop and Grab a cup of cup of coffee to get your day started. Yeah, they have a large variety, including iced coffees and specialty coffees. Um, they're a wonderful, wonderful um, story. That's one of those success stories we like to talk about with some NC State students and 
a combination of becoming a vendor at the market years ago, and they have really done a great job and are succeeding. And I'll tell you, they've been featured on the Today Show and are just wonderful folks. Um, mm. So come by and, and check in with them. They just celebrated their anniversary a week or so ago, and um, just hear their story and talk to them. And I think you'll it'll make your day if you stop by and, and visit with them. And, of course, those wonderful restaurants. I really would like a sausage biscuit right now from the Farmer's Market Restaurant. Yes, um, they have absolutely delicious biscuits, homemade. um, Nothing better than those um, biscuits made from scratch. Um, The ham biscuits, sausage biscuits, any way you want them. And they have omelets. That's another favorite um, with one of their breakfast items, pancakes. And, of course, they have daily lunch specials. Um, they're open until 3 p.m. every day. And just a great place to come and have a home cook or home, I guess you could say a home country style cooked meal, um, kind of like Grandma used to do. I think you would really enjoy it. Bring the family out. And um, if you're not in the mood for the country cooking, though, you can always run over to the seafood restaurant and enjoy Calabash-style seafood. Mm-hmm. And I tell everybody, come hungry because they're generous with their portions. Yeah, that's right. And, we're, uh, we're planning to bring some master gardener training uh, class over on Thursday, uh, going to the compost facility over at Lake Wheeler Road, and then we're going to stop by the um, farmer's market to have lunch. So, oh, boy. great options. <clears throat> well, let me that, tell you my favorite over there that biscuit and sausage gravy. Now, they'll take a plate, take two biscuits, open them up, and pour about a dump truckload of sausage gravy on there. <laughs> <laughs> which will sometimes seep over the edge of your plate. But is it good? Yeah. I bet it is. Oh, my. I, mm. I'm thinking about that for, for lunch. Okay. <laughs> so much to that choose from. Into it. That's right. And if you like seafood, they got that covered, too, out there. They certainly do. Um, that Calabash-style seafood is delicious over at the seafood restaurant. And um, it's a great place to come and, and enjoy. And um, if you want to cook your own seafood, you can always stop by local seafood and get um, what you need from there. Um, they feature different catches, I guess you could say, every week. And you can follow them on their social media to see what they're going to be bringing to market every week. And you can do order you can order ahead if you needed to and that sort of thing. And um, they all do a great job i think you would be satisfied people ask me which one should i go to i'm like well do one for lunch and do one for dinner i mean they're both both delicious um so and shop in in between time that's right Shop in between. and um you mentioned the master gardeners and i do want to mention that we have them um here today some of the wake county master gardeners set up down in the plant area and um lots of wonderful advice if you or out shopping and you've got a question, stop by and see those guys and learn what they do. Um, maybe something you may even decide you want to get into is becoming a master gardener and they'll be able to give you all that information or just help you figure out um, something that you may be having a problem with. Uh, and by the way, I don't know if you know this, uh, Monica, but they have, have the Wake County uh, master gardeners have written a garden calendar and it's a, it's a really neat looking garden calendar and uh, it has all the information for this area that you would need and uh that that's available reasonably priced and uh, you can i don't know if they're selling them out there today but uh you can get them i know logan's has them because i've i've okay. gotten some and and uh, johnny have you have you seen that 
I have not. I okay. have not. Rufus, seen have you seen, seen their garden calendar? Absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have not. Johnny, I'll give you a copy if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think if I. Yeah, have, I think um, I have a copy back at my desk. So uh, yeah, uh, market um, imports and super sod. You got it all out there. They are full speed ahead. Um, I'm actually at, today. I'm I'm mobile, so I'm actually out circling around the market as I'm talking to you. And folks are just pouring in over here at Superside. Um, just saw folks out there looking at the different plots. Um, that's a really neat thing they feature there, where you can see the different plots with the different types of um, grass that they sell, so that you can figure out maybe what kind you like the best, and they can talk to you about your soil and you know shade, sun, and all that good stuff, and help get you in the right direction with the right type of sod, and they sell it by the roll, pallet, load, any way you want it. They also have other lawn care products there they can help you out with, as well as those huge compost um, bags of potting soil. And they have smaller bags now as well, so um, they can help you get exactly what you need. Then stop by Market Imports and grab a container maybe and um, fill it up on your beautiful plants and one-stop shop, and you've got it all right here. Monica? We love having you on the show, so don't run into the uh, to the uh, gatehouse when you're driving there. I know. I'm stopped now. I'm not stopped <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> I was driving around like you guys were on break. So I'm, That's fine. That's I'm fine. you got to keep up. You, at the moment. <laughs> are you guarding the perimeter? Well, we're actually just um, – we, we have some extra security and staff um, here today because of the – Oh, the, okay. The that makes sense. Um, and so I'm just, I was, a lot of them were arriving right at the same time that I went on air with you guys. So I was trying to get all them in place and put some signage out and things. So everybody, um, come on out. Right now, traffic's moving um, freely. Um, and we do have extra folks in place to help make sure everything um, stays that way today, we hope, as far as being able to get in and um, have good parking. And that's one thing about when you come to the State Farmers Market, there's free parking and there's free admission. Um, you don't have to pay anything. Just come and stop and support all of our local farmers. And- That's right. And we know everything is in good shape at the State Farmers Market because Monica's in charge. That's right. Amen. Well, Amen. I do my very best. I, I, do my very I know best. that. I know that. I have no <laughs> doubt about that. You have a wonderful weekend. You too, and you guys have a good one. Yes, and ma'am. enjoy um, everything coming up with the weather. And Yeah, we'll back. see you in a couple of weeks out there, I think. That's right. We're looking forward to it. I am too. Boy. Thank you, Monica. Take care. Uh-huh. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Uh, Mark is in Clayton. Mark, thanks for uh, waiting so long. How can we help you? Sure, Mike. It's enjoyable, and, and all the conversation is, is good stuff, so I didn't mind it. Well, we didn't want to give you cauliflower ear there, so. <laughs> Listen, I, I just have a, a, a quick question uh, about Lantana. Uh, I may have made a mistake. Uh, I planted some last year, and it came out, and it bloomed, and it was beautiful and, and all of that. And uh, I, I didn't do anything else with it, and uh, I didn't cut it back. I didn't do anything. Uh, I didn't know what to do, and so I, I guess I'm asking now, is it too late to prune it? Should, what should I do? Well, you well, did the right thing. Yeah, yeah you yeah, sure yeah. did the right it's thing. Procrastination is the thing to do on that Now, one, so. they can be hurt <laughs> by cold, uh, some of the varieties. I don't know if all of them, but after they bloom, and they have been extraordinary. I don't think I have seen land, not lantana. I was thinking about something else. Uh, the lantana is um, 
is just coming up now. Yeah, Mine it is. should be just just beginning to sprout back. And if it is a hardy variety, I was thinking about Laura Pedlam. Okay, yeah, yeah, Laura Pedlams have bloomed out, but the yeah. um. The, the lantana should be you should start seeing some some sprouting from the base at this point um and then if you see that you can cut it back you go ahead and, and trim out the dead um stems from last year they they do benefit from leaving those stems up through the winter time they, yeah. they're more hardy uh, if you if you do that and some because they're hollow stems and yeah. they can get water down in there and freeze, freeze and kill that, the roots that crown yeah. yeah so you you know uh, wait, you know, wait until now and, and prune it back, clean it up. Um, certain varieties are are more hardy than others. Uh, Miss Huff is, is very hardy in, in our area, uh, in Granville and Person County. Uh, Miss Huff is is a very reliable variety. But um, ham and some, eggs is ham and eggs. Ham and eggs is is one that in in the in the Wake County area. Um, it, it can still get um, might not make it through our winter sometime in Green Gravel and Person counties, but um, but that is one that is especially uh, in Roxboro. Cha- yeah, that yeah, Roxboro can get a little little cool. Roxboro is up on a mountain. Yeah, yeah, and then the um, Chapel <laughs> Hill um, uh, cultivars that they have. So you know you can. Um, it's sort of a trial and error with some of the lantanas, but uh, like I said the Miss Huff is is fairly tried and true on on the, as a perennial. But um, but the, yeah, what you want to do with them is is cut them back uh, in in early spring, like we are now. When you start seeing that growth at the base, is a safe, you're safe to cut it back yeah. at that time. I'm, I'm watching mine; it's not there yet. Now I found that Chapel Hill does not winter over very well. Yeah, I, st- I use it as yeah, there's an several annual. Yeah, yeah, there are lots of annual lantanas, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just a beautiful... Okay, that's that's great advice. I'm glad to know that I had not done something wrong, and I'll know better moving forward. And, and Mike, I'm uh, I'm leaving later today to go see uh, Steve, and I'm sure I'll run into Mark down at the coast. Old Markenham. That's right, he's got him a boat down there, hasn't he? Oh my goodness! I could tell you the story. Uh, well, I, I, I'm sure I can put put the puzzle together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Well, give my best to the Valentine boys. I will. Listen, thank you all for all you do. What a great service to the listeners. I mean, well, so such good advice, and it's free too. So it sure you. is. It is free. It is free. Now, for me, you might get what you paid for. <laughs> I don't know. How much do you charge, Rufus? I'm a good listener. Okay, I learned so much from this show. So you're not get, you're not going to charge people three hundred dollars an hour. No, I will not. Okay. <laughs> All right, and that's good. All right, buddy. You take give our All best right. to everybody there in Clayton before you I leave. Will. Thank, thanks right. a lot. Right. Bye bye. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You know, every time you buy a bag of black cow. You're helping the environment. Did you know that, Johnny? Yeah, you're building soil. Yeah. You're building your soil. That process that black cow, the black cow folks use is repurposing manure, uh, something that we strive to do weekly on this show is repurposing manure. And it's environmentally – Did I just hear what you <laughs> said? Control yourself. <laughs> control yourself. Environmentally friendly and beneficial for your garden – and lawn 
surely they'll let me stay a couple more years so I can make 50. Repurposing manure here. Isn't that what we do? Isn't that what you do in the courtroom, Rufus? Oh, my goodness. Or on the campaign trail? oratory. Black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes than regular old garden soils, and it helps retain moisture, too. Your lawn, flower beds, and vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with black cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and black cow. For more details, check the website blackcow.com. Lots of information there. 919-860-9783. You know, it's amazing how much wildlife there is in the Triangle area. It's equally amazing how much they can damage our gardens. One of the safest and most effective ways to prevent damage from wildlife in your garden is I Must Garden Repellents. It's Jasper approved. Made right here in the Triangle area. I Must Garden offers natural solutions to over 15 pest problems, including rabbits, squirrels, moles, voles, snakes, mosquitoes, and their best-selling deer repellent. All the I Must Garden pest products are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils from plants that animals avoid in nature, so they, they're environmentally friendly, and they smell nice, they're safe for you, your family, and your pests. I Must Garden repellents are also long-lasting, and you don't need to reapply every time it rains. They're available in sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. <clears throat> I must garden natural and pleasantly scented animal repellents and insect repellents are available at independent local retailers all over the Triangle. You'll find them at Garden Supply and Carry and Westlake Ace Hardware Stores. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I must garden. To learn more about protecting your garden from pests, visit imustgarden.com. <coughs> More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yes, uh, 9.56 on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Sharon is in Dunn. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm fine. I hope you're well this morning. I am. I've got a testimony. All right. Back, you know, at Christmas weekend when it was so cold. Uh-huh. And the um, my pansies, I didn't think they would ever make it. One day uh, on your show, I believe it was Phil, Phil, yeah, she's she's the queen of pansies. She uh, recommended some uh, blood meal. Mm-hmm. I put it on my pansies, and they were beautiful. I did fertilize them with the liquid fertilizer, and they are beautiful. You're doing the right things, yeah. and you need to. And you, when you pinch them back, if they're spent, you pinch them back all the way at the base of the stem too. I did yeah. that too. She yep. said do that, and she said put blood meal on them. And I fertilize them, and they are beautiful for Easter. So, and I love your show. Well, I appreciate that, Sharon. You know, Phil Campbell is one of the finest people I know on this earth. She really is, yeah, and she's very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable about plants. 
We're, he is, and, and I, I put a plug in here. I got those pansies from Monica Wood's uh, husband, Stephen. Oh, I wow. I know, I know them very well. They are, and, uh, and they are exceptionally fine people. They are. They're good people, and uh, I listened to Monica uh, just a little bit ago on your show, and uh, she's, a, she's a sweet person. And, she uh, is, and she knows her stuff about that farmer's market. They couldn't just, exist out I, there without her. Yeah. I've been buying from their garden center for years, for years. Yeah. Well, I know that that family. Uh, maybe both of them, both of their families, uh, have have been in that trade for down in Johnston County for many, many years. That's correct. That's correct. I live in Harnett County now, but I was raised in Johnston County. Oh, okay. Well, they're two fine counties there. I'm so glad that you're a part of the Weekend Gardener because our listeners are a big part of it. Well, I tell you, I'll do a fantastic job. Thank you. Everybody, you, everybody, and we enjoy it so much. Thank you. Well, we're just trying to carry on uh, John Harris's tradition from the Tar Heel Gardener. Well, you do an excellent job. Thank you. You put the good work. Thank you very much, Sharon. Thank you. Bye. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Give our best everybody there and done. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Lady singing that Rufus uh, just stepped out to uh, cut some deals, and he uh, Rufus, this nice lady from Dunn, was singing the praises of Phil Campbell and the show. Oh, she great! Pansies, following all those directions that Phil has given about pansies, they they are just gorgeous. They it works. What Phil says, you need to follow, follow just like the gospel. Yep. yep. All right, more of the Weekend Guard. Bob, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the news here on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. <laughs> 